This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Over the past 20 years, Christian Grinnell has documented 149 fossiliferous rocks in our area. Fossil number 144 was recently installed at the Cortez Island Museum. But the German-born and trained paleontologist said, Paleontology became a question for me when I was settled here. I looked around and of course, was interested in the local geology and realized that Cortez is just a big pile of granite with very little exceptions to that rule. And I started wondering what I was going to do with my interest in fossils. He moved to Canada in 1972 and met his partner, Eileen Douglas, while working in the mining sector. Regarding their decision to move to Cortez Island in 1978, he explained... It's a winding path, a complicated path, but a happy path that led me here. And paleontology didn't feature into the decision-making. It was more landscape, the political climate of Canada, people of Cortez. This was a long time ago. He and Eileen moved to a water-access-only property without hydro or telephone and became shellfish farmers. But paleontology is very important to Christian Grinnell. It's one of the major aspects of defining our existence, explaining our origins, putting us in some context and giving us, as a living entity on this planet, deep time, a real sense of deep time, because we can trace our ancestry as far back as life itself. That, I think, is pretty profound, pretty important. Everything changed after fossil number one turned up in Gorge Harbor. This was a totally unexpected find. I actually complained to a neighbor and I said, I don't know what I'm doing here, there are no fossils here. And the neighbor said, yes, there are. And I said, no way. And he said, yes, my son Mikey found one. And sure enough, he produced a tiny inch-sized pebble that had fossil imprints in it. It was a beach pebble, well-rounded, and clearly not coming out of the granite hills. So that's when the question suggested itself. If it isn't local, where did it come from, and how did it get here? It was such an extraordinary find. I sent it to an acquaintance at the Geological Survey of Canada in Vancouver, Dr. Jim Haggard, he got quite excited because he's been pursuing Cretaceous paleontology himself. It turned out that the bivalves, the clam-like shells in the pebble, were in fact lower Cretaceous. He knew exactly what they were, well, as exact as scientists like to be. He definitely could give me very good information about what this fossil means, how old it is, 130 million years. And he had some ideas, some notions of where such fossils might be part of the bedrock. There are outcrops on the west coast of Vancouver Island, not far from Cayucat, for instance. He envisioned an inland sea that stretched all the way from Haida Gwaii across northern Vancouver Island, passing by Cayucat, and then across Cortez Island. He was hoping 
that further research could find the source of this one little pebble near Cortez Island. After hearing that, I took photographs of the one little specimen, put posters out, asked people about it, and I got responses. That's how it all started well over 20 years ago. And now we are almost at 150 such fossil finds that have been documented, photographed. They are usually in possession of the finders, but some are accessible to the museum. The more important larger pieces are at the museum. From a very humble beginning, one young boy's find of a small pebble to a very large collection of specimens. And I have to emphasize that we have not found the source of these rocks locally. Every single specimen that we have in our possession or that we have documented is an erratic. In other words, it has been transported by glaciers. You can usually tell uh, at first glance because the piece is well-rounded. It has been rolled, pushed, and tumbled by the glaciers. Sometimes you have scratch marks on the surface that uh, called striae that glaciers will leave behind. From just being simple fossil collectors and beachcombers, that we were becoming glaciologists, because the question was, which glaciers brought these rocks to Cortez Island and surrounding islands? And where did those glaciers originally pick those rock samples up? Can you answer those questions? It took over 20 years, but <laughs> we have finally arrived at an answer. One never knows how exclusive that answer is, but we can say that some and perhaps all of the erratics, the fossils that we have collected, have come from the Potato Range, which is a relatively small mountain range up in the Chilcotin. It is connected to our location by way of the Humasco River, which empties into Butte Inlet. Then Butte Inlet comes all the way out to the coast and opens up not that far north from Cortez Island, where Stewart Island is. So that makes it a travel route of about 200 kilometers, which is noteworthy. It's not exceptional. There are erratics on record that have traveled well over 1,000 kilometers. Glaciers have long reaches at times. Are these all fossils from the last glacial age? The erratics we find will have been moved by the last advance of the last ice age, the Wisconsin advance. They traveled between maybe 16 and 14,000 years ago. So the travel time and the, the history of the travel is not that old as far as geology and paleontology is concerned. The fossils themselves are, as I mentioned, much older. They are 130 million years old. They're lower Cretaceous. 
and they have been sitting in the rocks of the potato range for a very long time until erosion and the last ice age scraped them loose and pushed them all the way down to Cortez. The farthest occurrence, the farthest south location that we have documented for these fossil erratics is Smelt Bay. That's where it stands right now. The total is 149 recorded specimens. The answer that we were looking for came last year when we actually went up Butte Inlet and sampled its rocky shores looking for erratics that had buchias in them. Grinnell emailed, This is very simplified. We had looked at Butte once in 2008, but the probabilities of finding buchia erratics in this steep-sided fjord are very small for glaciological reasons. We visited Butte in 2021 and spent a lot of time looking before we succeeded in finding a total of five telltale specimens. Buchia is the genus that basically all the fossils that we find in these erratics belong to. It's a very monotonous fauna. You could compare it to our modern blue mussel beds that are immense, thousands and thousands of them packed together. If you imagine them turned to stone and then scraped down Butte Inlet and all the way to Curtis Island, you kind of get the idea. There are a few other species of invertebrates that have been documented, but all in all, it is dominated by the Buchia bivalves. What species of invertebrates were found? The most interesting maybe are belemnites, which are squid-like creatures that have a torpedo-shaped internal skeleton, like the cuttle bone in a cuttlefish, only more cylindrical and heavier. They are the classic Mesozoic fossil, well-known from the Jurassic and specifically from the Cretaceous. So that's always exciting to find a few of those. Then there were several other species of bivalves, including one primitive scallop and a few obscure things like so-called agglutinating foraminifera. There's a nice mouthful which uh, are single-celled animals that build tube-like shells or tests to live in out of debris they pick up from the sediment that they, they live in. A couple of ammonite fragments. It would be nice to find a good specimen of an ammonite because they are very precisely identifiable and it would give us an even more clear idea of how old the original rocks are. This winter I hope to be able to sit down and write a much more concise, readable and entertaining account. For the museum, I like to call it a never-ending story because there are more and more finds that are coming our way and more and more detailed descriptions that can be made, but it is a never-ending story with a conclusion that we know the probable source of these erratics, the travel paths that they took, and that 
enables me to write it down because I have a last chapter for that account. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>